Welcome to La Bruja Collective with your hosts, Maybelline and Yorley, where we talk all things Latin women and period Join us on this candid journey as we navigate the ins and outs of shame behind the taboo. Hola, brujitas. It's your girl, Maybelline and Yorley back with you guys again today we have a very interesting topic that we are going to be covering and it's how to date yourself I'm actually very excited about this episode I love anything that has to do with self-love self-care related it's my jam thing before we start this episode we definitely want to say this disclaimer we are completely aware of the fact that not everybody has the privilege of time and space or circumstances to be dating themselves or to discover themselves at the speed or time that they would like. So just take what resonates with you, what feels appropriate to your specific circumstances and leave the rest. So just the steps that you would take or would want to take when you're dating somebody else is what you would want to do to date yourself. So it would be investigation, like a private eye detective. Then it's the talking stage. Then it's the in-person date. And the final one would be moving in together. So Mike, do you want to talk to us a little bit about the inquiry? Yeah, in the inquiry stage, it's very important to really get to know somebody. So in relation to dating yourself, you're going to be inquiring about yourself. So some good questions or things to reflect on are, what are your values? What are your morals? What are your hobbies? What is your personality like? What is hidden in your shadows? What are the things that you're afraid of or ashamed of about yourself? Do you actually like yourself as a person? And would you date someone who is like you? I think all of these questions are really important to reflect on because it's not just about finding the right partner. Are you the right partner for them? Are you that person who's going to attract those characteristics into your life? Always want to start with yourself. And this is the perfect place to do that. The reason why it's investigation, you know, like a detective is because when you're going to go on a date with somebody or you're meeting them, you're going to, you know, we all do it. We go to their social media, see what they're about, see what they do. So basically, you're going to do the same with yourself. There's a a quote that I'm going to ruin. But it's something like you can only go as deep with somebody as they are willing to go within themselves. If you want to be intimate with somebody else, you have to be able to be intimate with yourself and vice versa. If somebody just has all these walls and refuses to look within and has everything hidden in the shadows and suppresses everything, I can only imagine the lack of depth of intimacy that I'm going to receive from that person. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not even going to know that person. Because they're not even willing to know themselves, let alone share that with somebody else. Yeah, because I think in dating culture is always, well, what what can this person give me? What can this person give me? What can I receive from this person? But it really isn't, well, what do I have to offer? What can I give my partner? A partner is supposed to compliment you, not complete you. So making sure that you know yourself, what do you like? What are your needs? What do you want? What are your morals, your hobbies? To see if that would even match with whoever you're trying to be with eventually. So instead of me, me, me reaching out, trying to take from everybody, what is it that you can 
give to somebody else? And as you're dating yourself, what is it that you can give to yourself? And then from that place, you can just make adjustments as needed through whatever your favorite healing modalities are. So using things like mantras or EFT tapping, journaling, somatic releases, therapy, or educating yourself on the topics or parts of yourself that you're trying to learn how to love or understand through things such as books or courses or podcasts like this one. So then obviously after you do your research, like, is this guy a fucking psycho or this girl or person is a fucking psycho? No, clear, doodle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then we move to the talking phase. I want to know more about this person from their point of view. So it's looking into what your inner voice is like. Catch yourself. How do you talk to yourself? How do you think about yourself? Do you beat yourself up or are you like your number one fan? Do you support yourself? What does your self-worth and your self-esteem looks like? You want to make sure that you're addressing what is behind any negative self-talk or beliefs about yourself and then honor and accept those and love those parts of yourself. You can only heal what you love. You can't heal something by hiding it in your shadows and being ashamed of it forever. You want to make sure that you're acknowledging these parts of yourself and even thanking them, thanking yourself, because at one point you needed to do this in order to stay alive. At one point, your body and your subconscious mind did all of this in your benefit. And you need to acknowledge that that's what it was used for. Maybe it wasn't a healthy coping mechanism that you would do now, but that's okay. Like you need to have compassion and grace and forgive yourself and know that you did the best that you could. And it's okay to love that person, love that part of yourself or whoever it was and whatever it is that they needed during that time. When you think about your (laughs) ideal relationship and how for you and your partner to speak to each other, how can you create that dialogue with yourself? I'm not going to be an asshole to my partner, at least hope so, or would want my partner to be an asshole to me. So how am I going to show that same kindness that I will show to a partner to myself? Remembering to be patient and having grace and compassion for yourself is going to allow you to show up better in the world for somebody else. Some ways you can learn to talk yourself with kindness and compassion is using affirmations to shift negative self-talk into something more empowering and uplifting. A good way to start with this one is either using Google or going on YouTube to find specific affirmations for whatever topic it is that you're looking for. Like maybe there are affirmations about your body or affirmations about your self-worth and self-esteem, whatever it is, kind of researching that and taking whatever resonates. Another thing that you can try is writing out the negative self-talk that you do have. And then right underneath that, changing that dialogue. So say, I am not capable of this. Changing that to, I am completely capable of accomplishing this. And doing that with any of the negative self-talk that really plagues you and kind of gets you down to help shift and bring awareness to those parts of yourself. Something that really helps me that I've mentioned in a previous episode is when I have negative self-talk, I imagine myself as a child and that I'm saying those things to her. You wouldn't say that to a child and you wouldn't say that to your inner child either. However she's feeling, however you think she would feel from that negative talk is how you're subconsciously feeling. 
recording positive affirmations in my phone used to help me. I used to do it years ago. Things I like about myself, things I love about myself, me saying that I'm capable of doing X, Y, and Z and listening to it at night or in the morning. And I don't know, it's just something just so empowering of hearing yourself saying those things about you. It makes it a little more real because it's literally your voice saying it back to yourself. And you can also keep a self-gratitude list. I actually have this in my phone now. It's just like a list of all the things that you love about yourself, different accomplishments that you've had, small and big, your different gifts or anything like that, that is going to help to improve your self-esteem, your self-worth and your confidence and something that you can look back at when you are feeling low or incapable of accomplishing something. And you can even use this gratitude list as part of your affirmations as well. You can also write yourself a love letter, just like you would do to somebody you have a crush on, somebody you're in love with. Oh, you better be in love with yourself. And even if you don't believe it, then what would you say to your partner? Write that down and then read it to yourself and have it for yourself. I've also taken this to another extent where I've mailed it to myself. I sent it out to myself to read in the future. You can also write yourself a love letter. If, if you think that you now like is incapable of speaking yourself in that way, try to write it in a third person perspective, almost like your higher self, like your soul self is writing this or your ideal dream version of who you are. What would she say? What is the kind of person and habit that she has? Write all of that down. After the talking stage, when you're texting or talking on the phone, then you want to meet in person, right? You want to go on a date with this person. So it's the same thing with yourself. What is something that you've always wanted to try, but have held back because you don't want to do it alone or because you're afraid or there's excuses for feeling uncomfortable of doing it by yourself? And just give yourself that permission to do that and know that you are fully capable of doing whatever it is that you want to do and enjoying your own company. There's so many like different baby steps that you can take to do this, like taking yourself on a picnic or even for a drive. If it's too scary to be like out in public alone, you can go out to like a coffee shop or take yourself thrifting or sightseeing somewhere, going to a museum, anything like that where you are just completely present with yourself. I think those are all great examples. Just find whatever it is that resonates with you and then go from there. For me, something that's held me back in the past from doing a lot of solo dates is my anxiety and as well as my codependency. And so in order to kind of get out of my head, I like to just narrow in all of my senses towards myself. So I'll treat myself to a coffee and then I'll go to a thrift shop or somewhere new that I haven't been to. I'll put on headphones so I'm not really distracted by the external world or environment around me. And that way I'm also kind of tuned into what it is in front of me that I'm doing without being or feeling like I'm being judged or worrying about what everybody else is doing or if they're looking at me or whatever story it is that we're making up in our head. I used to get a lot of anxiety of going out by myself after having gone through sexual assault in my early 20s. 
I always had like this fear that a guy was like watching me or was going to follow me or something bad was going to happen to me. So, you know, I understand like the anxiety part of it. Something that I did was instead of going to new places, I would go to places I was very familiar with because just like exploring a whole new place by myself just felt impossible at that time. Like I just felt too uncomfortable. Let's say an example, the mall, right? I know my way around this mall, I would go during the daytime, during hours where I felt more safe. Yeah, that's how I started baby stepping it. Or if going out by yourself feels very uncomfortable, which I sometimes go through because like I've lived with my boyfriend for three and a half years now, separation anxiety. Like when he leaves or he's not in the apartment for a long time, I get anxious. And you can just start there. Sometimes people don't even know how to be alone at all with themselves in their home. So maybe that's something you can start looking into. Like, what do you like to do in your home for yourself? Being at home, enjoying your own time. This next one is something that you can do anywhere. You can do it at home. You can do it out in the world somewhere if you're taking a class or whatever it is. But connecting with your hobbies is something that you can also do. Making time and space in your life to do more of this what is a class or a craft that you've always wanted to try and doing research about this or finding a class or a course near you where you can learn more about it you can also do this from home like Yorley mentioned by watching informative videos on youtube or reading a book that can help inspire you to later act on this dream or goal another way to get out of your comfort zone is by experimenting with taking yourself on solo dates at different times of the day and taking note of what feels comfortable and what feels uncomfortable. So practicing finding empowerment and strength to do more of these. So maybe you're a morning person and you feel perfectly fine going to get coffee, but the idea of going to a concert by yourself or getting a drink by yourself at a bar and listening to music is terrifying. So how can you push those walls a little bit and step out of your comfort zone so you can do a little bit of this? So another aspect is to add romance to your life. Know that you do not need to be in a romantic relationship to be able to do that for yourself. One way that I like to add romance is by connecting with the term and lifestyle of Huga, which is a characteristic of Danish culture. Huga means having a quality of coziness and comfortability. It also includes being very friendly and lively and engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being in regards to yourself, your life, your environment, and the people that you love. So finding ways that feel true to you to bring more softness, more romance, coziness, and love into your space. Things like adding candles or soft, warm lighting, adding fresh or dried flowers, whatever it is that you like, playing romantic music when you're home alone. These are all different ways that you can add more romance. I love having flowers. You can also practice self-pleasure, and this can be in forms of like listening to podcasts such as this one, buying yourself lingerie or a toy that you've always wanted. You can also have like a ritual bath, like a goddess bath for you to relax and tap into your softer self and able to tune into all your senses. Being present in the moment will allow you to see where you are in your pleasure journey. Remember to have compassion in yourself so you can meet yourself where you are while still challenging your boundaries. 
last aspect would be moving in. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you eventually grow into living with that person. So how can you make your home life more easeful? This would include looking at what your dream morning and evening routines are. Researching different rituals, hobbies, and activities. You can do trial runs of the ones that stick out, the good and the bad, or the ones that make you feel comfortable and uncomfortable, just so you're pushing your boundaries just a little bit and see how you feel incorporating them into your daily life. You can also spend, you know, 10 minutes in the morning or evening to pick up after yourself, clean your space because you deserve to have a clean and organized home. I personally need to have a clean space, an organized living area, because if I don't, my mind feels really cluttered. My anxiety gets a lot worse. And I know it's tedious to do chores and all that stuff because who the fuck wants to do that? But honestly, it takes less time than you think it does. If you're able to commit to just 10 minutes, you're actually going to be surprised as to how much you can actually accomplish during that time. Um, I agree with Yorley. I definitely feel very anxious and I'm completely unable to relax when my environment is cluttered or messy or dirty. So doing this habit every day kind of helps to minimize that clutter and dirtiness so you can find more relaxation throughout your day. Recently watched the Marie Kondo shows on Netflix, both of her shows. I read her book when it came out however many years ago, and I definitely recommend it. It definitely pushes a more minimal lifestyle, but as it also pushes just intentionality in your everyday life as well. So looking at your things with appreciation, with gratitude and love, and only keeping things that you truly need or things that really light you up with joy and make you happy when you see them. It's okay to get rid of things that you don't need. It's okay to get rid of sentimental things that other people make you feel obliged to keep. It is your space at the end of the day. So you want to make sure that it's catering to what you like. And this can still be done even if you live with other people. You can have a room in your house or an altar in a corner or window of your living space and make this space very intentional with what you do there and what you keep there. Another thing you can do is tap into your senses by cooking delicious meals for yourself. So making that or any hobby really into a ritual. So lighting candles, putting on romantic music such as jazz, bossa nova, folk music, pouring yourself a drink of choice, whether it's wine, lemonade, seltzer water, kombucha, but in a really pretty glass that you might have that's thrifted or vintage or that you purchased. You can also try new recipes and challenge yourself to plate the food in a very creative or artistic way and then give yourself permission to eat it mindfully, like eating it on a patio or a balcony or at the table with candles lit and putting away your technology or any items of distraction so that you're just completely present and enjoying that moment. I struggle a lot with cooking, to be honest. I do not like to cook. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> Everything gives me fucking anxiety. <laughs> we just gonna put you in a crate, girl. I don't know why it gives me anxiety, but it does. And I love cooking, listening to music, but again, it has to be very specific kind of music. 
So jazz or classical helps me a lot. Also, I love listening to podcasts when I'm cooking. It helps me feel more grounded and more productive at the same time. Um, so it's like I'm doing something nourishing for myself and killing two birds with one stone. You can apply these tips to any tasks that you have to do in the house. Like if you need to clean or mop, like how can you make it more enjoyable for yourself? How can you give yourself a small but significant little reward at the end of this task so that you're actually more willing and motivated to do this? I know that you deserve to have nourishing home-cooked meals, organized, clean space. Like you're doing this for yourself, just like how you would want to do it. Well, I would hope <laughs> you would want to do it for, you know, your child or your partner. You deserve that as well. When you have these rituals and you put them into practice and you become consistent with them, it completely shifts the way that your brain is able to perceive this task. Over time, being consistent with these rituals, you're going to notice that you're going to start to perceive all of these tasks in a new light. So the more you are intentional with each of these tasks or things that you have to do in the home that you don't necessarily like, the more your brain is going to remember the good parts. So if you start to light a candle or put on a specific incense or fragrance in your home, your brain is going to be like, oh, it's time to relax. Oh, it's time to clean up the kitchen. Oh, it's time to make some food. And your brain is going to use these almost like a reward system. So over time is going to associate it as something more pleasurable. At the end of the day, I think that enjoying your own company comes down to your self-worth and your self-esteem. Know that you are a dope person. Why wouldn't I want to be around myself? Like I'm dope as shit. I'm funny as shit. Like I literally make myself laugh sometimes, which is crazy. But <laughs> so like I talk to myself out loud all the time. And it's like if people see me, my neighbors see me, probably think I'm crazy as hell. But it's actually healthy to talk to yourself. And if you do not like who you are as a person, have compassion and self-forgiveness towards yourself and work on the areas that you don't really like about yourself, but know that even with those things going on, you still deserve love and especially love from yourself. Well, guys, we appreciate you so much for tuning in today. Let us know any question, comments, requests that you may have. What are some ways that you like to take care of yourself or go out on dates with yourself? Or what are areas that you're struggling with? We always love to have an open, safe space for our community. You can always find us at La Bruja Collective on Instagram. And I hope you guys have a great week. sitting in with us on La Bruja Collective. You can find us on Instagram at Co and at Violet If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. See y'all later. Bye! Bye.